0: fomo my name's patrick mcginnis and i'll admit it i have fomo and since you're here i'm gonna bet that you do too but that doesn't have to be a bad thing if you learn to channel your fomo productively you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process this is fomo sapiens after hours the snackable show about how you can make fomo a force for good Welcome to another edition of FOMO Sapiens After Hours. And this is a special one because would you believe that this Thursday we are airing the 100th episode of FOMO Sapiens, which is hard to believe. And my guest on Thursday is Chris Gardner, who, if you've ever seen the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, it's his life story. He's an amazing guy. I spoke to him, uh, just really inspired by him. and So it's like a perfect show to run for the 100th show. But I wanted to today just kind of tell you a little bit of the history of FOMO Sapiens for those of you who don't know the history and where it all came out of, why I did it, how it's evolved over time, because I cannot believe that it's been this long. Like I had, I did not plan. I guess I don't even know how I thought about it because kind of when you start doing a podcast, you're sort of in it. For the rest of your life until you're not, but again, I just never really thought I'd get to 100, so here we are. So, how did this start? Well, a friend of mine called Doug Roel, who was working at Advertising Week at the time, said, Listen, we want to launch podcasts, would you like to do a show? And I said, I don't know, uh, because I'd always decided I wouldn't do a podcast unless I had distribution and unless I could do something that was high quality. And so, he said, Listen, we have a studio, it'll be video, you come to our office and you can have your guests come into our office. We'll record it. We'll distribute it over all these different media, and we will help support the show. And so I said, you know what? Why not do it? And we decided to do a schedule of every two weeks. I would go in every two months and record four shows. And in fact, uh, that was the plan. And I wanted to do it about the 10% entrepreneur. I was going to have 10% entrepreneurs come on the show. But then I was talking to my agent, Alice Martel, and she said, Patrick, you're doing a book on FOMO, or at least you want to do a book on FOMO. Your future should be you know, aligned with the FOMO stuff. Why don't you focus on the FOMO stuff? And so create a show about FOMO. Find something you can talk about that has to do with FOMO. And then you will be able to have a better time trying to sell your book, which, which she was right about, by the way. And so decided to do the show about FOMO. Came up with the name FOMO Sapiens. The rejected names included FOMO World, <laughs> um, the FOMO Show. We had a lot of different options. One was called uh, In Case You Missed It. That was from frequent guest on the show, Kate Eberly Walker, which I really like that one. And so we went with the FOMO theme and uh, I I remember going to the offices of Advertising Week and they had this room that was quite tiny and didn't look amazing on camera, to be honest with you. It was You can find the videos on YouTube, it's a little weird. Um, And uh, I went to Target in, in sort of like near Penn Station, New York City, and bought some things to spruce up the walls, like, I don't know, a vase or a lamp or something, and it was ridiculous. And so anyway, we recorded our first four shows, and these guests were Nick Martell, who's the son of my Asian Alice, and his partner Jack, and they have now Robin Hood Snacks, which has become a huge show, and at the time they were just getting going on that, so it was really, you know, it was funny to see where they have gone since then. Then there was Sally Wolf, there was Ryan Williams, and there, were Dory, there was Dory Clark, and Dory Clark is uh, also going to come back on the show, actually, imminently, with her new book. But those are my first four, all people I consider really good friends, and, you know, we we just kind of did it. It was very, it was very, as we say in Spanish, casero, it was very sort of homemade, and, you uh, You just should look at them because there was no editing. So if I messed up, we just kept going. And um, they're really sweet to watch now. And you can listen to them as well. But the audio quality is pretty, pretty bad. And I don't know. But the funny thing that happened was just around that time, uh, the New York Times ran an interview with me about FOBO, Fear of a Better Option, written by Tim Herrera for Smarter Living. And he mentioned the podcast. So the podcast comes out, he mentions it. And we're all of a sudden overnight in the top 100 business podcasts on Apple, which is It was only a hot minute, but still, it was crazy. And so that, that's the story of how to start. Now, the other thing is the song. So my brother is a musician, as many of you know. So I went to his house in Brooklyn and we just made up the song. I sang the vocals. If you didn't know that, I sing the vocals, the little FOMOs on the theme song. He wrote the music. It was inspired by that song, Simon, uh, like the cartoon. If you know, my name is Simon. That was what I was going for as a sound. And of course, on the after hours, we have a, we have the same song, but it's, it's a different mix of instruments. I actually created that myself using um, GarageBand. My brother taught me how to mess around with the instrumentation. So I hope you like that just kind of giving a different feel for the Monday morning show So that's how the song came about Now after about I think it was 22 episodes or something I was introduced to the Dean of Harvard Business School actually I'm a I'm the kind of the I guess chair of my class for participation and I was at this thank you event for alumni donors and my friend Irina babushkina introduced me to the dean and said, did you know Patrick invented FOMO? And he said, that's so cool. And she said, he has a podcast. And by the way, Arena had given me all these amazing ideas for the show. She was the reason we created the FOMO moment of the week, which we had for a little while until it became after hours. And so she introduced me and the dean said, oh, we're thinking about starting a podcast division at Harvard Business Review. Would you be interested in meeting with them? And I said, aha, yeah. And so I met with Adi Ignatius, who is the he's the editor in chief. Uh, fun story, brother of David Ignatius, the Washington Post. So power family over there. And Adi worked with me and and, and another colleague called Adam Buckholz to come up with the ideas of the show. And we ended up going live with HBR in 2019. And I learned really a couple of things. Number one, you know, the power of distribution being part of HBR. You suddenly people, you're not have to beg people to come on your show anymore. You're getting people coming to you, which was awesome. So we just got amazing people to come on the show. The other thing is that they taught me so much about quality and I ended up upgrading big time. I and mean, if you listen to my, we watch my early shows, I mean, they're they're not super awesome in terms of quality. And HBR, I started going to a studio, but still I was going to a studio to co-working. So you listen to some episodes, you can hear weird noises outdoors and stuff. And over time, that moved me to actually getting a proper studio and building my own home studio. And so HBR was so they were so focused on quality. I had to sort of learn. And so I ended up doing things like hiring an audio engineer from WMYC to come to my house to train me on how acoustics work. I spent a lot more time thinking about what these shows should be about. Trying to In the beginning, I just sort of showed up with like three questions. Now I was like, hmm, what is the point of the show? And why are we doing this? And it was much more, I don't know, it was just more thoughtful. And so I did seasons two, three, and four with HBR. And then at the end of season four, I was just kind of trying to think it was, you know, mid pandemic. And I was just thinking about like, what's the future of the show? It's been amazing with HBR, but at the same time, I would love to try to, have a little bit more say in how things go, because, you know, it's when you work with an organization, you have to work with them and they have their own sort of ways of doing things, which I totally respect. But I started to think about like, well, what what if I took things in different directions and did things a little differently and 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 had a little more flexibility, which is something that you know as an entrepreneur. Because this is a startup, by the way. This is this baby is a startup, FOMO Sapiens. So if you ever doubted that, just go back to season one. And uh, I so I decided to to engage in the idea of spinning the show out independent. And I called a friend of mine named Matt Curtis, who had worked at TED and had been really involved with their works in the in the in the podcast area. And I said, "What do you think about joining me?" And he said, "Let's do it." And so he came on as my partner in in terms of building this this new standalone platform, and then I moved to apartments and built a fancy home studio. And since we've relaunched in season five, we've had amazing guests, Jay Shetty, Gretchen Rubin, I mean, all kinds of people. It's just been such a thrill to have these people on, and I'm getting some amazing people coming at me. And we're also going to be more thoughtful about sort of how we schedule things in the future. So we're doing a lot of work right now on the show. Season six is coming in the fall. And so I would love you, you know, these, those of you who are listening, just let me know what you want and from this show. How can we deliver something for you that's even more impactful? We're going to be doing things that are a little different. We're not going to radically change the show, but, you know, it's a great opportunity to step back and say, okay, what is season six going to look like? And by the way, we're not ending this season right now. We're going to have some best ofs in uh, the late summer and then come back in the fall. And I've already got some really good people that we are scheduled to interview when we do that. Tudo bem meus queridos sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese and as you know I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. 1 in 5 Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel. The science-backed language learning app that actually works. only for our listeners at babble.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B A B B E L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, I just don't want to offer, you know, what did I learn in this experience? You know, number one, I did learn this is totally a startup and it's hard. It is harder than I could have expected. Why? Well, because it's sort of like I said, it's like you kind of. You know, you signed up. It's important when you do a show like this that you create a media habit with your listeners. You know, that's like the thing in podcast world. So, I can't just do a show a month, right? It's it's important that I that I provide content that is actionable, that is useful, that's inspiring, that that makes me feel good every week. And so that is, you know, it's kind of a nonstop thing. So just knowing that now, I've managed to figure out how to do that in a way that's sustainable, but. It's definitely something to think about if you're gonna start a podcast. I advise you to think through that very carefully, right? That's number one. Number two, you meet amazing people. I have been so lucky. The guests that I have met over time, some of these people I have, you know, stayed in touch with and have become really friendly with. And you know, some of the, those of you who have listened to the show in the past, you know, a lot of the early guests were my friends anyway, right? So they, of course, they're still my friends, but you know, some of the people who I've stayed in touch with from the show. Jay Shetty is a great example. We did some stuff later on. He, I mean, he's a busy guy. So like, you know, he, he's got lots going on, but he was kind enough to have me on his Instagram live. Um, we, the founder of better up, uh, Alexi Robichaux, he and I have stayed in touch among others. And so you just people that I met and I was like, wow, you're awesome. Right. And so I think just meeting these really nice people and, and getting to hang out with them and then and, and getting to know them and just kind of being friends and maybe going on their shows. They come on mine. Kara Golden's another example. I went to her show. She's fantastic. So it's just been awesome to meet these really amazing people and to learn from them and to be able to share that with all of you. Also listeners, I've met so many listeners and the, those of you who know who who know who you are that write to me, Instagram with me, that I have, you know, I, I just, we know each other now. And I think that's really special is the fact that we're in touch with each other. And if, by the way, if you DM, DM me or Twitter or Instagram, I respond, maybe not like the next day, but definitely do. And I love hearing from you and hearing your ideas and stuff like that. Now, another one, um, be yourself. You got to be yourself. It's hard sometimes to be yourself when you're recording something, but I'm going to tell you something. You can't have a podcast when you're not yourself. People, they know it. And I learned that pretty quickly. Another one is work with talent all over the world. So I do not do this myself and I have tons of help. So, you know, people like on my team, Sam and Anna, Alejandra, Jenny, Alexandra, Claudia, Maria Valentina, Edgar, they're all in Latin America or Miami, which is like the capital of Latin America. But they're amazing. They're super talented. We can do things bilingual if we want to. So they're really fantastic. My 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 business partner, Matt, he's he's kind of he's kind of in between a couple of different places. But you know, he was in New York, but then he moved away for a little bit. Maybe he'll be back. Uh, new member of the team, Usman, who's in the Gambia. So I met him when I was over in Africa on book tour, and we started chatting and then we found a, a spot for him to help out on the show. There's Josh, who is in Ohio, who does all the editing. There's Jeremy Strike, who has been really important and helped me think through a lot of aspects of the show. My friend Rasheen from college, who's also given me tons of ideas. So many people, my brother who's in Brooklyn, who wrote the theme song. I mean, it it just goes on and on. So all those people, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to you listeners, because I really do love hearing from you. I don't just say that. I learn from you. And and I just want to thank you so much for sharing your ideas, your encouragement. I've had certain people write to me and say, you know, the show, this episode of the show, really, um, it's important to me or it gave me something or it's kind of meets me where I am right now. And when you say it to me, because it's like, I don't, you know, it's hard to know, <laughs> you see the download figures, but it's not like I get, you know, it's, it's not like speaking in a room and then you get to chat with people after. This is like me talking into a mic in my apartment and then you listening to it. And if you don't say anything to me, how do I know? And so I do love hearing from you. And I just want to thank those of you who've reached out Or just those of you who listened over the years, these 100 episodes, for being part of this, which has brought me so much joy, sometimes a little stress, but mostly joy. And I hope you'll listen on Thursday to what I think is a really special episode with Chris Gardner. And thank you so much. We'll see you then. Fomo. Want more of FOMO FOMO. Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.